Hi, this is T. It's Joey. And Kwana. Welcome to Views from the Chicks, the music podcast where we discuss music as it pertains to everyday life. Good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. It's T and Quana. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Big things up in 2019. Yes. And we have the first interview of 2019. We sure do. Yes. yes. We have rapper, songwriter, producer, Grammy award-winning engineer, mm-hmm. Swoop, by way of Akron, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I'm the first of 2019. I didn't know that. Yeah, yes. so we start in 2019 <laughs> off right. Yes. You know, this year is going to be awesome. Yes, it is. Thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, man, I appreciate you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. And we have um, Joey will be joining us in a moment. Yes. But before we get started, I got one question. Mm-hmm. Swift. Yes. Are you a Cavs fan or not? I am a LeBron fan. So oh, okay. I grew up with LeBron, like, closely. Uh, he used to have a crush on my wife close. Stop Ooh. it. Wow. So, Akron is a very small city. Wow. Um, everybody knows everybody. So oh. um, where LeBron goes is where my allegiance goes. So wow. I was a Cavs fan. I was a Heat fan. Then I was a Cavs fan again. Now I'm a Lakers fan. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to get a little messy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did you feel like he had a crush on your wife? That didn't stop yeah, your, uh, your didn't loyalty yeah. to LeBron? <laughs> Well, so LeBron's crush on my wife was like heading into high school, freshman year of high school. Oh, okay. So, so mm, okay. two things. Um, one, <laughs> he hadn't ascended yet. When he got the um, Sports oh. Illustrated cover in sophomore year, mm-hmm. he became like who he is now. Got um, it. And I didn't even meet my wife until sophomore year. So at the time, Imani and I didn't exist. My mm. wife's name's Imani. Okay, Imani. Uh, hey, Imani. <laughs> Shout out to her. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hey, didn't girl. even know her at the time. <laughs> Uh huh. Him having a crush on her wasn't of no mind to me. Okay, oh, good. Nice. I I love that. You know what? You're a good man. You know, yes. just keeping yeah. it focused. Yes. Other guys wouldn't be like that. But like, what? Oh, we got beef. Yes. <laughs> nah, it's all, all good. It's all love. It's well, all love. in the end, you won anyway. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. You got the yeah. real prize. Yeah. So. Imani, girl. All right. So, so let's get funny. started. So I want to dive into. How you got started into music. I was, you know, doing my research and following up on your bio. And Mm -hmm. I saw that you got into music at a young age. Your family was heavily into music. They took you to the opera. Like, I was like, that is so dope. Mm -hmm. Especially Mm -hmm. being from a small town and having that type of exposure. Yeah. And then I also was reading, there's a composer, a Russian composer. And I don't want to butcher his name. Claude Debussy. Yes. And then there's another one. Rachmaninoff? Yes. Rachmaninoff. Rachman. Yes. Uh-huh. I never heard of that. So when I was reading your bio, I was like, okay, I got to do my research. So how did that influence you getting to music? Uh, I mean, the the first answer is how, when you say, how did you get into music? It was church. Church. Okay. Um, yep. So pastor's kid, you know, all the regular things that come along with that. But oh, me too. I was literally... Oh, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> yes, both of them. Kwana? That's Kwana. That, Kwana. Yes, both okay. of my parents are pastors. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I, I was at church every day of the week, yes. literally, because my mother was not only the pastor, 
um, but she was also the principal of the church's school. So mm-hmm. I went to school at my church. Wow. Um, so, you know, sitting around choir rehearsals and all those things is was my first initial love for music. Um, my godfather, who was from Akron, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, used to work at uh, Word Records. So he's responsible for the gospel worlds. Um, Jay Moss, um, God's Property, which was mm-hmm. when, like, Kirk, like, ascended. Yeah. Um, GP, are you with me? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. Right, we right. at church. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Check check the liner notes and you'll find Charles Myricks. That's my godfather. So he introduced oh, me so to nice. a lot um, of things at a young age. Usually when people ask me about my bios, I lean to classical music as the like, yeah, and I listen to this because um, nationally and culturally, that's like what has been deemed as the highest form of music. I don't agree with that, but mm-hmm. I just know how to play the game, right? Yes. Um, but I, yeah, I listen to Rachmaninoff. I listen to Claude Debussy, um, Uncle Chuck took me to the Carmina Burana opera when I was like 13. But wow. he also gave me um, Chick Corea CDs and Herbie Hancock, j- Jazz Fusion. Like my parents loved the Spinners and the Whispers and the Ohio oh Players, mm-hmm. uh, R&B. I fell in love with Donny Hathaway at a young mm, age. And I then, love Donny Hathaway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the train rose from, you know, uh, jazz to soul to r&b to, to eventually hip-hop so kanye tribe arquez lupe yes. all of them all mixed in with that foundation of gospel uh and then you know a few years later you get swoop yeah so oh, that's kind nice. of the, the the story there i love how you just like tie that all together mm-hmm. like all my questions just all in one so you did it. yeah that was great <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. and then you also play piano correct yes yes yep. so and you play piano so, in the church I do. I don't have the like, yeah, I've been playing since I was two story. That's what you would think. You know, <laughs> we, you know, literally being at the church every day, I had ample opportunity to be in the sanctuary on the instruments. Um, but it was a very random Sunday. I was 15 mm-hmm. um, and I came home and picked out the chords to the song, which is abnormal because usually when you're first learning, you pick out notes to the song. Um, but I heard the entire chord and picked them out. And my mom came in the room like, yo, what's happening? They put me in lessons for a year. Um, but traditional, you know, piano lessons wasn't the way that I was learning the best. The way that mm-hmm. I was learning the best, um, was going to choir rehearsals, band rehearsals, sitting around and soaking up, um, things that nece- necessarily can't be taught. They have to be caught. I grew from there. Uh, I took over the church's music program at 19, 18 wow. or 19, somewhere around there. Um, and that's just been, you know, life since then to this day. Like it's Sunday. I just played at church this morning. So I'm Amen. Yeah, I went to church this morning, thing. too. So there you go. You briefly uh, mentioned Kanye. So how yeah. did Kanye influence you into rapping? I won't say Kanye was the first, but he's the first that I remember. That you remember that was, vivid. OK. Yeah. Hip hop music that I felt. So uh, 2004's college dropout, I consistently mm-hmm. refer to as audio soul food Ooh, right i was listening to it (laughs) yes oh that is joey joey just joined us joey joined us hello hello nice to meet you nice to meet you too i'm giving you a nice virtual handshake right now (laughs) (laughs) yes yes she's like "Mm, i'm hungry i'm hungry and i really am though yeah but soul food makes you feel something right man like she put her foot in this. Grandma mm-hmm. put some love in this. Yes. The, you know, you could feel soul food. And I remember listening to College Dropout. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, what is happening? Like, 
him and Just Blaze at the time were right. introducing soul samples pitched up. Right. Soul samples had been in hip hop for a while, but pitching them up and it just made me feel something different. So Kanye has consistently been a very large influence on me musically right. for sure. Musically, okay. Especially right. with Kanye, do you feel as an artist yourself that it's fair to say that you can separate the artist from the art? Uh, it's tough for me. And I think uh, the most recent R. Kelly documentary has showed me that is mm -hmm. why it's tough for me. So I'll I'll answer the question via R. Kelly and then make the, the, the journey back to Kanye. Okay. Uh, the R. Kelly fans are like, yo, separate the art from the man. Right. But if the man influenced slash made the art based on something that you don't agree with, you mm -hmm. can't. Yeah. Um, so that's where I feel Ye is at right now. He's on such a journey to prove that he can't be controlled. He's aligning himself with people that are out of control. Right. Which on a macro level is like, all right, I get it. Mm -hmm. It's just the people that you are aligning yourself with are um, purposefully oppressing minorities. Mm -hmm. um, and me being a minority myself, that's that's one issue. Then right. him also being a minority, it's like, yo, what is happening? So I think yeah. separating the art from the man um, is, for me, I won't make it for everybody. It's a cop-out to not engage in a very tense conversation. Exactly. I, agree I think that. you sell it. You said it so perfect. eloquently that, yeah, perfect, perfect. I, I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I can still recognize Kanye's genius, mm -hmm. um, but as much of an influence that he had that he has had on me over the years, I find myself very seldom listening to his music. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I do, <laughs> there's like a time threshold on it. Like, <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. Nice. Like, uh, okay, that's enough. I had enough for today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you may go through so a couple songs and then you're like, a oh, present no. time threshold. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I can't soak in this, but also like. Um, a pastime threshold. Like, I'm not about to listen to Yay, uh -huh. but I can listen to Late Registration. Yeah, you know? right. That so. makes sense. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's good that we have those albums to go back to. Yeah. And we're yeah. always like, oh, you know, there's a lot of people that's always like, oh, I, want, I miss college dropout Kanye. I yeah. miss graduation Kanye. You know what I mean? There's those things that you can go back. But you know what? Being an artist yourself you can know that through you know different trials and tribulations and things you go through the the art follows through with that as well oh yeah for sure music is just a conversation frozen in time mm -hmm, exactly. um so i think being able to reference past conversations can be helpful on one hand mm -hmm. um but i think that can also be harmful uh as well like in 10 years uh, when we're referencing Kanye and, you know, Ye comes up or Life of Pablo comes up, that's going to be a tough conversation. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how the story ends, but we know what's happening right, right now. now. Like, oh, yeah, that's when he was wilding with Trump. You know, mm -hmm. so they can be helpful or harmful either way. Exactly. That's true. And I think like through an artist, through an artist's journey as well, it does show growth. And it sometimes it shows growth through their projects and not always in the best light. Sometimes it's yeah. for the better. You see people come through, mm -hmm. you know, like we always reference someone like Chris Brown. Like yeah. he's someone mm -hmm. who had a really good run, had a rough patch, and now he has a really good run again. And he seems to be like this changed person. He seems person, to be in a better place A better now. place. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Mentally, yes. maybe people he surround himself with as well. And like, you know, he's been in the news recently, but he's kind of just, before he was still used to just attacking people and jumping into it, but he's like, I'm not feeding into this. Let me focus yes. on the positivity. Yeah, let's focus so, on the art. Yeah. I think you see that too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so going back to uh, your beginning, so, so can you tell me a little bit about that conversation you had with your pastor, how he influenced you to start rapping? Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was... Um... I started making beats in 03, mm -hmm. so this was 07, um, right before I got married. 
Um, I had made some beats uh, for a guy. He didn't show up to the studio and. By studio, I mean my mom's basement. So hey, there, hey. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with a basement studio. Yeah, that's a studio to me. <laughs> okay, there you go. Make, make gotta make start somewhere. Uh, yeah, music can happen anywhere. That's right. That's right. Um, so I'm like, yo, let me try my hand at this, um, just to kind of be funny. I showed it to some of the homies. They're like, yo, this is <laughs> actually kind of good. So I showed it to my pastor, um, and he was like, I don't know culturally if this is good or not which mm-hmm. i really appreciated him saying mm-hmm. um because it made me uh open my art up to more people rather than being like my pastor loves it so i'm good yeah. <laughs> um, but he was like theologically uh it's on point and i can tell that talent is, exists there not just you playing and producing but like you can actually rap i don't know if this is good rap or not so you start <laughs> to ask people around you, right. but I would consider pursuing this a little bit more. Like, what does it look like to make 10 of these? Mm. So 10 of these turned into 14 of these, which turned into my first album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, it was like, okay, I did this for Pastor Fowler. I'm good. I'm out. A rapper named, his name was Catalyst at the time. Terrible rap name. I'm glad he changed it. <laughs> um, he went to a concert with one of my good friends, Yavez Ellis, who at the time was going by the street pastor, which is also a terrible rap name. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, get, I get the direction. Yeah, but, uh, yeah no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're, uh, they're uh, 2007, had a concert backstage afterwards talking about how um, there just aren't any good rappers in our circle anymore. Right. Like people get a pass because they're talking about Jesus, but y'all, y'all can't rap. Um, so Kareem is like, yo, I just got hit to this this cat on MySpace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell you what time it was. Hey, um, hey, we was in the MySpace my... days. I had my top top five, top ten. Top That's where I found right. everybody I love. So That's right. <laughs> um, Yavez gives my CD to Kareem. Kareem loves it. Kareem gives my CD to DJ Official, rest in peace, who passed uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. DJ Official disseminates it to Show Baraka. It ends up in the hands of Lecrae. Um, mm, Lecrae gives it to it. the owner. There's a long chain, but that me making that um, record for my pastor ended up getting me my first record deal. And I just made it as a joke. Like, oh, okay, let me see how this works. And here we are 11 years later. 12 years now. Oh, 12 years. Wow. That goes to show you that the talent is just natural. You out here joking, but you signed a contract. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> yeah. I guess, man. I don't be knowing. Yeah. And the, and the one thing that I like, I like about your music is when I'm listening, I don't feel like it's just consciously gospel or, you know, about, you know, religion. I, I listen to it like I'm listening to anything yeah, else. It you know, good. it sounds good. I I can listen to your music like any day. Like, you know how you want to be in a space. Sometimes you just want to listen to gospel music, but your yep. music can transcend to like different Absolutely. walks of life. People mm-hmm. can listen to it and still get a message out of it, whether you are a believer or not. So I yep. think you do a yep. great job of doing that. Agreed. I think that's awesome. I wouldn't want people to want me and feel like I'm only preaching to them. That's right. not how you mm-hmm. humans converse. Um, I want to like I made a song about this awesome bottle of Pinot Noir that's sitting next to my speaker's lap right now. <laughs> it's like, oh, wine lovers are going to love this. Right. Have, yeah. You know, I don't have to be preaching at you to make a good record. So right. I appreciate yeah. that it's translating that way. Yes, you're welcome. You do. Yeah, great. Yes. Job. And speaking of music and album. Um, mm-hmm. So Sunshine, um, mm-hmm. S-O-N, and I think that's a really cool name. Yeah. How did you come up with the name for the album? Uh, my wife did. 
Oh, okay, you know what? Oh, we just loving you. We just loving on your wife. She <laughs> is she the plug. Shout out to the wife. Yeah, she, is awesome. she, is, she is just all the way awesome, and I love bragging on her. And yes. so, yeah, she came up with it. Uh, there's a very heavy father son thing yes. on the album. Like, yeah. there's a voicemail from my father. Yeah, in the beginning of the intro. The album. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep, I write a letter to my sons on Black Boy. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously God the Father and me being His child. Uh, is all in there. So, uh, sunshine was written on the heels of a very, a very, very dark period in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and myself and my wife, um, and, uh, her good friend, Natalie, who actually owns my record label, we all have been just talking like, yo, what are we going to call it? What are we going to call it? Mm-hmm. So we wrote out a list of words. Like, what do you feel? Um, when you listen to this and one of the biggest words was we feel bright, we feel vibrant, we mm-hmm. feel lit up, colorful. And uh, why don't we call it sunshine? Um, and Imani was like, yeah, S-O-N because of this, 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 there, all these connections to son and father, son, mm-hmm. son of God, your father, your son. So, yeah, that was that was my wife all day. Wow. Nice. I yeah. love that. Well, my personal favorites on the album are Hall of Fame and Old Me. Um, oh me come yeah. on now <laughs> yeah I do yeah I like that one I like well me I like stories so I like that you like mm-hmm. break down um, your past and then kind of bringing it forward and then talking about the past again and then how it relates to now yeah. so um, yeah. when it comes to writing how how is your process when it comes to writing music uh, I try not to only depend on inspiration because inspiration can be such a flighty thing yeah mm-hmm. Um, like I can be inspired today and never be um, inspired without initiating said inspiration for, you know, another month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I try to write daily. Um, and a lot of those writings are just small little lines here. Um, like one of the lines in uh, Old Me is without that galley boy, really boy, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. I came up with that line six, seven years ago. Uh, a galley boy is. Um, a sandwich in Akron, Ohio that you can only get in Akron, Ohio. Mm. So I just, you know, wrote it down in my little notes app on my on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, years later, it shows up in a song. So the creative process is very fluid for me, um, but it also entails daily work ethic. Like, man, you never know when these couplets of rhyming words are going to matter again, but write them down anyway. Mm-hmm. Or it could be Black boy, I'm on a plane and I write the whole song before I land. You know? Wow. Mm. It's just, it's more How long about, was that plane ride? Yeah. Oh, like 40 minutes. What? Wow. Yeah. Nice. So Come on it now. It's supposed to be a song. Like, if you listen to the rhyme scheme, it's very unorthodox. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really more like, man, I wonder if my sons know that the world is theirs. And I just write and write and write and write and write. And of course, I'm trying to rhyme because it's supposed to be poetry of some sort gotcha. uh, and i i hear the i feel the wheels you know get on the running the runway the run landing strip and i'm still writing so as we're taxing i'm still writing still writing and mm-hmm. i get to the thing it's like okay i'm done expressing that was 2014 wow. four years later that poem that poem on that random plane ride uh, excuse me 2015 about my sons mm-hmm. um becomes black boy so it's fluid yeah, that's, I mean, that's amazing. That's definitely talent to be able to write music in that way. You know, that's not, that's, I mean, people pay people to write for them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right, would you right. ever be interested in writing for other people? 
Uh, I have and mm. am continuing. <laughs> uh, these people would die if I said their name. Yes. <laughs> you, you out here ghostwriting? <laughs> ghostwriting. I'm telling you. Ghostwriting, wow. Well, do, yeah, do you enjoy cool. Do you enjoy writing for other people? I, I do enjoy co-writing. Co-writing, um, co-writing. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't do ghostwriting. I feel like ghostwriting is for mega stars mm. um, okay. and lazy rappers. If okay. you're not Drake... You got time to write a verse. <laughs> you know what? I, I like how, I like how you set that up because you know, the man is I like busy. That. He busy. He yeah. real busy. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, I can totally understand like Drake what? being Drake. Like I need somebody to write these songs for me. Got it? No problem. Got but it. if you just working at Chick Fil A. And you're trying to get your rap career? <laughs> yes. You got time. No excuses. No excuses. None. And I got to say something. You got a lot of time because you produced this album yes. too. So shout out to you. How did you manage all that? The writing process, the producing process? I prefer production um, okay. because I don't like the spotlight. I don't mm. like being seen. I don't like the mm. limelight. Um, A, because I'm just naturally an introvert and B, because I've seen fame swallow people up and never yeah. spit them back out. Mm-hmm. Um, so producers, like if Metro Boomin walked through the mall, not in Atlanta, he's a king down here, but <laughs> if Metro Boomin walked through um, Yo City's mall, nobody would notice him. In New York? In New but York. Like, some, but I get it. Not, not standing out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Jay-Z can't walk through the mall. No, yes. he can't. Um, no. So I'm saying producers have the luxury of having these um super huge careers mm-hmm. faceless mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know so I, I i thoroughly enjoy production way more and it's just how i started i started playing and playing led to beats right so um producing and, and writing they're all kind of one jumbled up thing for me because i'm just creating right mm-hmm. but if somebody held a gun in my head today and said you had to choose one tomorrow for the rest of your life it would definitely be producing, producing. no question wow we no, always talk about like the producers are the people that don't get enough credit. Like we yeah. did a whole episode about it, about, you know, you know their work, but you don't know their faces. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. They, and they have a story. And they have a story too. Yeah. They have so a story. Yeah. Yep. You um, don't get Michael Jackson without Quincy Jones. Okay. No. So. Ain't that the truth right there. Yeah. Yeah. After <laughs> watching that documentary, I was yeah. like, oh, oh, it was so good. Yeah. Uncle Quincy. Yeah. yeah the, Quin- <laughs> the Quincy documentary on Netflix was really good. Yeah. Check it out awesome. if you haven't. Yeah. So yep. many, so much music that. That I've heard and didn't realize was him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, same, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we start talking about you know where you plan on taking yourself um, on the next level, let's choose a song from Sunshine. So you you pick the track that you want to feature on today's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the time. Yep. Hey, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Oh yeah, okay, there let's go. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wake up, give thanks. Fine wife to the left, haircut, rent paid. Why God keep blessing? He don't ever take a L, so why I keep stressing? W's on swole, okay, God keep flexing. Yeah, mama told me, mama, all the time, God is good, all the time. Mama told me, mama. All the time, time, time. God is good. Ooh. All the time, yeah. All the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. God is good. Ooh. All the time, yeah, yeah. All the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah. I tell you, God ain't good. Ooh. I be lying, yeah. Low key lit, lit, lit. High key lit, lit, lit. Low key lit, flex, old school. 
been up for like two weeks, grinding in the daytime. Jimmy Fallon, while you sleep, digging roots on the late night. Staying trill, absolutely. Crooked stick in the straight line. Phone ringing like, oh, wait, that's my wife on FaceTime. Yeah. I don't want to bling, blow, blow. I don't want to mind a beer. LeBron from the same town. So I'm trying to buy a Kia. Act town to eight town. What up? Fly 30,000 feet up. Yep, I'm pretty sure you're wondering how they just played the best song you ever heard in your life. It's called All The Times off my album, Sunshine. I hope y'all enjoyed that. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Keelit. Hey. There you go. All the yeah. time. God is good, ladies. All the time. All the time. God is good. Yes. Why? I love, I love. That's love. like one of my favorites on the album. Yeah. I heard it, when I heard it the first time, uh-huh. I was in my chair like... <sighs> Uh, 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 the time. And right now, don't let yes, and yeah. right now. Right, you can't chair. see me right now, Sue, but I'm like, you know, over here doing a little uh, uh, something in but, my chair. Because like, I can't see you, but I know what you did. Okay, thank you, thank you. Okay. See, as long as you can use your imagination. Yes, I was bobbing my head side to side. Hey, hey. <laughs> so I have a question because. You know, especially growing up with pastors, I've I hear all kinds of gospel music. You know, there's there's rap, there's you know something that could be like R and B. There's you know the traditional gospel with the choir and all that stuff. Um, so my question to you, Swoop, is: Did you ever get anybody telling you like not to do like gospel rap or yeah. any sort of backlash from people who may not have understood that gospel doesn't have to sound one way? Yeah, um, I've always had the dilemma of being too Christian for the world and too worldly for Christians. Mm. Um, so, like, in my music in the marketplace, once you get past, like, that the beats are actually knocking and it's cacking rap and listen to what I'm saying, it's like, oh, he's talking about Jesus. So there's a dilemma there. But then on the other side, in the church world, um, I don't sound like your regular Christian rapper because right. um, the way that I rap, was built on so many things other than gospel music, right? right? Um, the way that I rap specifically was Kanye, uh, Lupe, Andre 3000, Jay-Z, Eminem, Nas, nice. Tribe Called Quest, right? So none of those people are, are Christian yeah. rappers. No, uh, by far. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get it from, from both sides. And mm-hmm. um, I just... I don't mind the labels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't give myself one. I'm not a okay. Christian rapper. I'm not a rapper that's a Christian. Mm. I create. Okay. Um, and when you squeeze a bottle of toothpaste, peanut butter is not about to come out. <laughs> yeah, right. Out, right? <laughs> um, so I'm it's, the same way. Like what's on the inside of me is going to come out. So right. on songs like Shining Down, um, you hear the themes of like, yo, I'm good because I- I'm secure in the Lord. I'm secure in Jesus. On the same song as like, yo, I love drinking Grand Marnier. Yeah, right. those mm-hmm. two things are on the same song, right? Because that's me. That's, that's you. That's you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not attempting to fit inside of a box or a label. I don't mind them. So this isn't mm-hmm. a slight like Christian rapper, gospel rapper, Jesus rapper, yeah. all those things. I'm I'm cool with those things because yeah. I do identify as a Christian. I do believe in Jesus. I do yeah. believe in in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So those labels don't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't give them to myself. It's like what's on the inside is going to come out. Yeah, I I appreciate that a lot because I I feel like a lot of people think Christians or people who identify as Christians are supposed to just be one way. But we also understand that, um, you know, Jesus loves everybody. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes God is everywhere. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, enjoy being at church and enjoy going out with your friends and having a glass of wine. And it's not. 
You yes. know, it's okay. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. I feel like and, you're doing it the wrong way yeah, or anything like it's that. It's like you have yeah. to do it, you know, a way that people assume exactly. like this is how you should do it. But no. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I be turned up all all the time. <laughs> all the yes. time. Church and brunch. Yeah. yeah church. I, church yeah, and brunch. People talk about me all the time because I go to church and then I go to brunch. And you That's know what I mean? Boozy brunch. Boozy yes. brunch. But they like, you just went to church. But I mean, like, it's just yeah. a part it's of like, me. You know what? At church, she was up dancing as well. Having a good time. I keep the same energy. Everywhere I go, okay. Yes. There, you go. <laughs> yes. there you go. Keep that same energy. Yes, like all 2019. Just kidding. So like, so like, with that being said, because you know we come across a lot of artists who do tread those waters of talking about the message, but they they're not sure how it will be received by an audience, and they're focusing mm-hmm. on trying to grow their audience to a wider, you know, a wider range, but they don't want mm-hmm. people to put them in that box. So like, for you as an artist, what is your advice to those people who do want to talk about, you know, their faith in their music, but they're kind of fearful of how people will interpret it or not. Yeah, I would say that um, if you can answer the question why, then you're okay. Why is always the most important question, not what, which would be your music, not who, which would be your audience, not where, which would be your performance platforms, but why are you doing what you're doing? So I think there is a wisdom that can come along um, with attempting to uh, deliver the gospel or articulate Jesus to people that you know don't share your belief systems, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's a wisdom that can come along with that, um, but I also think that there's a caution that as a believer in Christ, like he's like, yo, the world wasn't really rocking with me, so if you, with me, they're not really going to rock with you either. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, there's a wisdom and a discernment that can come along with that. If your motives, if your why in attempting to articulate it differently is solely to get a bigger bag, to get a bigger audience, then there's an issue with that, right, in my opinion. Right. Um, because then, um, aside from the spiritual, you know, theological aspect of it, you're just not being yourself. You're not being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not being transparent. You're attempting to be a chameleon um, to and almost manipulate the audience for your, make them a means to an end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if they can answer the question why, um, then they'll be good. Like, why are you trying to say this in a different way? Like, is it wisdom or you trying to get, you know, to a bigger bag, a bigger audience, a bigger right. stage, a bigger X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, right. But yeah. I feel like if you, when you walk in your purpose, the, the bag will come. It will come mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah, I think we see that with a lot of artists, even in like different genres, how you have the older acts, like I guess like Usher, for example, I'll use him as an example. His latest project, I think it's called, what, The A or Atlanta, right? A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. A. Mm-hmm. a. Joe Budden made a post and was just like, oh, I wanted like old school Usher. I didn't want, um, what he said, I didn't want Young Thug. So <laughs> I was like, damn, because then, you know, Usher's out here like, okay, I see what's selling right now. So yeah. let me try to make something mm-hmm. that's relevant. And he has some so, good songs on there. He does. I like it. I, I like, like it. I like the album. I take music for what it is. Yeah. So like, you know, you you see right, things right. like that and people try to hop on trends and I feel like they kind of start separate, not to say separating themselves from their art, but I think at the same time, it grows. Yeah. It grows and you yeah. try to diversify a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Some people don't do it yeah. right, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> art is subjective. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think, uh, well, not I think Jay-Z said it um, in his interview with the New York Times, like, he was like, man, I want to play forever. Like most people are focused on that window where you're white, flaming hot. Like mm-hmm. this is your time right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm the guy that wants to stretch that window as far as I can. Right. But that's not where my focus is. My focus is on, he said, he uh, referenced the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's still one of the greatest paintings to this day because the artist was not concerned about what's hot now. Right. right. 
That's like, true. yo, I want to make authentic art for my soul. And that lasts. It mm-hmm. always lasts. It may not be the most popular, right? But it always lasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I think, <laughs> like, again, in another decade when we're talking about Usher, we're still going to be talking about confessions. Oh, that's yeah. what we go back to the, to this day. I mean, hello. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like, ah, it was definitely some jams on there, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like Usher. It didn't right. feel you like know? Usher. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess like so, he feels like he might have, you know, he's like, I put out enough decent projects for you guys know that I could <laughs> deliver the heat. So let yeah. me experiment a little bit. Well, he was experiment. just so honest. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's why people loved it so much because he really just put it all yeah, out okay. there. Yeah, honesty sure. is the best policy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, there you go. So there's a balance. Yeah, you know? uh, I'm definitely on the <laughs> the Joe Button side of, of the, <laughs> you know uh, of the whatever. But I get it. It's like, yo, man, Usher is creating in 2018. Mm-hmm. Like, he still has the ability in the 90s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we paid attention. It wasn't like, oh lord, that's true. Here yeah. come Usher again. We paid attention. So yeah. it's like. He's played the game the right way. Like mm-hmm. he made confessions. He made my way. He made eighty seven oh one. Like projects mm-hmm. that are gonna last. You know right. what I'm saying? Um so he does have the room to, as you said, experiment. So I'm not mad at that. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So Sunshine came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your plans going forward? I know sometimes after people do their album, maybe they wanna take some time off for a little bit, work on some yeah. other things or are you just jumping right into more music or are you going to maybe take some time to, to maybe work on something else? Uh, I took some time. Um, this mm-hmm. had been, this is my fourth album, but it had been my um, uh, most recent album since 2014. Okay. Um, so there was a lot that went into sunshine. I lived a lot of life, a lot of ups, way more downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was this, you know, baby produced creatively that became sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just took, some months off, a couple months off. But then, like I, I was saying before, I like to create daily. It's good for my soul. It's good for my mental stability. Uh, it's good for my energy, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so around June-ish, I just started writing again. Um, and the songs piled up. So I got <laughs> I got so much material to release uh, this year. It's interesting you guys were saying, like, oh, I love, you know, your wife and y'all's relationship. Like, I got an EP dropping that is 100% about her and our oh, marriage. I love and, it. Um, all of those things. There's yeah. a lot of strategic singles, like, okay, I'm sure you guys will love this turn-up song. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, the album is taking shape. Um, like I said, this, I think this Pinot Noir song is going to be actually kind of big. <laughs> I can't, I love wine, so, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm hey. I want to hear a song about <laughs> Pinot Noir. I need me a theme song yeah. for the winding <laughs> down. Winding you know? down, there the wind down. <laughs> so it's a lot of stuff. 2019 is going to be full, full of music um for me maybe even you know two albums definitely there will be three projects the love vp mm. the actual album we're working on and then some sort of mixtape after that but that mixtape may turn into an album but it's just a lot of material a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. like yo i want to be able to um consistently um put creativity and, and content and good energy and goodness and and just talk about god in a different way that's yes. not like oh this is the pastor on one hand or somebody that's down in the church on the other hand it's mm-hmm. like yo i love jesus i love the church i also love like i said this bottle of pinot noir i also love going out with my homies with my wife i also love X, Y, and Z. like i want to talk about god in that way so right. a lot of stuff coming this year yeah yeah We're right. excited for yeah. it yeah so like overall what do you want people to take from your music like what's the main message you want them to take from it all 
Um, I think the easy answer is God, right? I mm-hmm. think that's the easy answer. And, and not God, but God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. I think that's the easy answer. Uh, I think bigger than that is one of the most important scriptures in the Bible is the first one. It says, in the beginning, God created. So God, before he establishes himself as Lord, as ruler, as judge, as savior, as whatever, he establishes himself as a creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want people to be able to, to walk away from my music um, feeling like, yo, this is authentic art. This is creation that came authentically from Swoop Soul. It's transparent. Uh, it's relevant. It's honest. It's truthful. Um, creativity is what I want. Creativity and transparency is what I want people to walk away from. Now, that's filtered through God for me. Like, like I said, that's the macro answer. Mm-hmm. I just want to, like, yo, this is real music. Like, this is real. Like, I can hear, even if I believe or not, I can hear his face. I can hear his love for his family, for his city. I can hear his wrestle with America as a black man. I can hear hope. I can hear failure. I can. I want them to walk away with those things and not just like, oh, that beat was nice. There's so much of that out. And I'm not mad at it because... It goes great, goes over great at parties, but mm-hmm. the, the art that's going to last for the most part um, is content that sticks to your soul. And that can only come through authentic creativity. And that's it. Yes. And that's it. And that was perfectly said. Yes. Boom. Yes. Perfectly said. Thank you. Okay. So we are now at the end of our interview and we are going to do a quick little like random questionnaire just to have a little bit of fun before we say our goodbyes. Uh, so my first question to you is if you could do a collab album with any artist, living or dead, who would it be? Mm. Mm. Donny Hathaway. Ooh. Ooh. Love him. I love how we did. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think picking a hip hop artist. Mm-hmm would be easy. Yeah. Um, so Kanye is the first thought, but it's like, mm-hmm. I do hip hop. So I would want someone that brings a different element. Yeah. True. That's true. I love, table. I love hearing samples with like Marvin Gaye on it. And then someone rapping. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, what did you just <laughs> do? Like that was sick. <laughs> I was what? What? Like, yes. yeah. So I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to Donnie on a lot of levels. So I, I definitely say Donnie Hathaway. Nice. Second question. What's one album that changed your life? Uh, I already said college dropout, so that's too easy. Um, Herbie Hancock's Sunlight. Mm. Uh, I think that was 78, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And then I would juxtapose that with Jay-Z's The Blueprint. Mm. Um, that's a good mix. Oof, that's that's a good mix. Oh, yeah. This is tough. Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo's Voodoo, Brandy's Ooh, Voodoo, Voodoo, Voodoo. Whoa, yeah. yes. You hit me. Yeah. I felt that in my chakra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those like changed the way I saw colors, not just music. Nice. Yeah. Those are good choices. No, those are very good choices. We like the diversity in your um, selection. musical selection. Sure. Yes. Awesome, <laughs> so awesome. So good. Okay, third question. Who, in your opinion, is the king of R&B? <laughs> Man, that's tough. Um, oh, no. <laughs> we, we talked about separating the man from the art. Um, if um, R. Kelly wasn't such a scumbag, yes. it'd be the easy answer. Right. right. Um, I was <laughs> As I was watching the docuseries, I thought that too. I said, oh, my goodness. If this he man went. wasn't just like a mess in all yeah. sense of the word, he definitely yeah. would be the, be king, the king of, of R&B. Yeah. 
But then yeah, they did like, say it wouldn't this even generation. be a conversation. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. conversation. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now, let me ask you a follow-up question before I answer. Oh. Are we saying, who is the king of R&B, question mark, or are we saying, who is the king of R&B right now, question mark? I'm going to say right now. Okay, let's, think, do right yes. now. let's do right now. Let's do right now. Let's do right now. Chris Brown. I'm I, with I that. agree with that. Only from the standpoint of he's always important. Like, he just dropped the joint with the Shanice sample. Yeah. It's like, everybody's like, whoa, what in the world? Whereas um, the Tanks, the Ushers, the X, Y, and Zs have -hmm. also put out music, uh, full albums, and they weren't even as important as Undecided is a week Mm -hmm. or two weeks ago. Right. Um, Chris is phenomenally talented. I think because Chris is such a great dancer and he's got bops and the girls think he's cute. We (laughs) overlook that Chris is a great writer. Yeah, yes. he's a really good phenomenal singer. Yes. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Chris Brown. Yes, nice. I think that's. I I have to agree. Yeah, he's yeah. a really I good writer. The yeah, yeah. The first time I saw the first time Chris Brown came out. It was, you remember back in day 106 and Park? Run it. It was a summer. It was a summer. Yeah. I feel like it was an August, July situation. I was in the living room. Uh-huh. The video came on. I like scooted yes. to the edge of to, the couch. To the TV. You're like, who is this? In my my eyes, and like, it, I was just enthralled. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, yeah. who is this person? Mm-hmm. That moment yeah. did it yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't dropped a, a project that hasn't been important. And yeah. I think even that long thesis project that he did up with like, last year. That was very long. <laughs> that was 2017. It was good. It took me a couple so days. It took me a couple days. To it was through. a couple days, honey. Yeah. I feel like I was through. watching like Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, took me, that took me a couple days. <laughs> I, like, oh. I would more, be more inclined to say Usher if there weren't, there, there weren't those like pockets of albums or album here and there that are like, probably shouldn't have put that one out yeah um, gotcha. i've never felt that about chris brown chris brown's downfall has always been his personal life mm-hmm. right yes um, Goes but if we just talk of music yeah i think i'm gonna go that way nice yeah. uh one last question oh a bonus yeah. question uh name a rap line that you know is whack but you like it anyway <laughs> <laughs> from a rapper um, <laughs> dr dre uh, i believe it was uh let me ride uh Never let me slip, because if I slip, then I'm slipping. What? <laughs> yep. There's one. Uh, Nelly on EI. I'm a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you got a lot. Yes. yes. Cut. <laughs> um, I keep it 300 like the Romans. Uh, Those weren't the Romans, my friend. No, <laughs> no. Correction. Oh, my goodness. That oh, is a laundry list of those. Oh yeah. Yep. I love how you have all those I in your know. back pocket. I didn't think you were gonna give us three. That is so funny. I actually do have one myself. Ooh, what what is we that? got? What you got, girl? Gonna laugh. So the power theme song with Fifty Cent. Uh huh. When he says, "I'm an undercover I'm a liar, a liar under the covers." Every <laughs> time that theme song comes on, I'm You're mute. Like, but when that shit come on, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> So yeah. But I like that song. My favorite part of that song is Joe. So of course, I, yeah, of you know. Course. Oh, no one ever talks about Joe, the singer, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, remember when he yeah. had the whole G Unit situation? He was yes. on every every, 
everyone. <laughs> That's probably why he pulled yeah, him through for this. Yeah, Joe yeah. was the plug for yeah. G Unit back he was in the like, day. You need somebody singing That's on right. your track? Call Joe. I want to be a lover. Nate Dog. Yes, Nate Dog. Oh my God, rest in peace, Nate Dog. I love Nate Dog. Rest in peace. Wow. Love Nate. That was a good one. You better lay low. <laughs> Throw back. Love Nate Dog. Uh, yes, oh, love, so love him. Good. Oh my God. Thank you for that. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you Swoop, for being a guest on our show today. It was an absolute pleasure. You were great. Yeah, for sure. You guys are awesome. For thank sure. You. I appreciate y'all having me. Of, of course. course. So let, let's let the listeners know where they can find your music, your mm-hmm. social media. Dro- drop your handles. Yeah. So any digital outlet, um, title, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, all of those things, Swoop, S-W-O-O-P-E. And then all of my socials, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Mr. Swoop, M-R-S-W-O-O-P-E. Uh, come follow me. Take a journey with me. Holler at me. I love conversing uh, with people. I'm I'm tangible. I'm not a superstar. I'm a human being. Um, so, yeah, come get with me. Well, thank you so much. And it's been Views from the Chicks. It's T. It's Joey. And Quana. And we out. Bye. Peace.